Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Giants Cock. How are you? Uh, I'm solid. I'm good. Uh, I've been I've been doing my Vancouver prep, so we'll uh, we'll see how that event goes. And uh, absolutely making making a list of people I got to meet up with. Uh, the Curry Bandits is going to be there. Uh, so that'll be fun. A bunch of people from the Shiggy's Discord, a Colin CB, uh, and some people that I probably can't even think of who just uh, haven't interacted. So uh, that will be a lot of fun. And actually, this is a funny story. It turns out one of my coworkers is actually going to be in Vancouver the same weekend. Uh, the, I, <laughs> what an insanely small it, world. It came up. It just it, it happened to come up in a conversation that I was going to Vancouver for a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. And he was like, there's no way. We're staying like 20 minutes away from each other. So... Might meet up with uh, one of my coworkers, but otherwise, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm prepping. I got the, I got the hoodie on. I'm immersing myself to to get myself in the mindset. Let's go. <laughs> well, I want to go ahead and thank all of our wonderful, wonderful sponsors. So, of course, as always, a huge thank you to Steel Fox Games and ETB Games. And if you are so interested and you are out there buying Yu-Gi-Oh related things, be sure to check out Gem. Ex- Sure to check out our Teespring store. Be sure to check out, of course, you can always uh, go to uh, uh, Tier Zero Games uh, as well as Dragon Shield Games. All of those, as well. Oh, and our TCG Player affiliate link. All of those affiliate links and some of them have discount codes. They are all in the description down below. Just click them before you shop to get either 5% off your order, 10% off your order, or just help us out. It depends on which code is which, but uh, regardless. Uh, thank you to all of you who have used those codes, uh, especially the tier zero one is going swimmingly uh, <laughs> because they do wonderful deals. Uh, but with that said, let's go ahead and get on into the meat of today's episode. And also thank you to all of our patrons. We'll read out the patron names at the end. <laughs> you got it. And if you want the extra episode every week, be sure to check out our $5 and up patron tiers. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump just right on into the deep end on content today. 
we actually don't necessarily have like a ton of content to cover but it's really late because i'm once again having obs issues and discord issues and one day we're gonna get those worked out uh so we're doing like the kind of janky recording today and in addition to doing i was gonna say notably audio should be better than last episode i've figured out how to fix the levels so ideally sunny will not be again but uh we'll uh we will we will we will someday uh be free from the woes of of uh, mac os <laughs> i guess but anyway uh, go back to our tier zero store to free me from mac os all right well of course we do want to thank all the patrons and all of the affiliates you can check all that out down below let's jump into the content so uh we do want to cover we're going to cover ycs sao paulo which just happened this weekend this past weekend uh, and bef- but before we do that, we want to do one quick little brief announcement thingamie, thingamadooey hickey. Uh, we do have the, yeah, thingamadooey hickey, of course. Uh, we do have the dates announced for the sneak peek. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's not called a sneak peek anymore, of course. It's a premiere uh, but event. But for the, the premiere event for, for the, for the, uh, children out there, um, we do want to so uh, October 14th and 15th will be the premiere event for Age of Overlord and the upcoming promo card is Duamutef Duamutef Blessing of Horus uh, I guess the the TCG exclusive archetype is a Horus archetype this uh, go around no, which uh, that is uh, I'm going no. to add a count to the sunny uh, misinfo- disinformation counter uh, this is not a TCG exclusive deck. Sure. This has already been revealed. It's seen pretty heavy play in the OCG. Um, th- uh, this is this is definitely interesting. Uh, so this confirms that uh, Duomutef is a secret rare, as it is with all the premiere sure. promos. They come out in Ultra, yep. and then they're secrets in the main sets. Uh, same with Crimson Dragon, yep. all the way down the line. Uh, this is only like the yep. third best name, so that has me a little bit concerned about the rarity spread for the rest of them. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, exciting stuff. It's like because it's, it's like these four, and then the sarcophagus. Uh, in uh, and um, hmm, I'm I'm curious to see where that spread ends up. This could be a good sign because if this is the secret, maybe the other ones are ultra or lower. Uh, but I would suspect multiple secrets. Yeah, I have to wonder though with the new season coming up with the new set release and things like that have to really wonder if we're gonna be getting the new band list before the set release yeah i was actually i was having this conversation with some friends earlier and it is there are windows it seemed it would seem like bizarre to not have a list before this set comes out but it also have... seemed bizarre to not have a list before YCS Sao Paulo, so here we are. Yeah, so there's a few different times I think it could be. There's a two-week gap uh, between um, Cancun and Dortmund, and it would surprise me if they didn't take the data from those three YCSs and then put out a list before Dortmund. But the take They could that... do two and two also. Yeah, the take that I heard, uh, which frightened me, is that they might want to see what Agov does to the format first, and we might not get a list until after the rarity collection. Because oh, because dude, they would want to hit because they would want to hit stuff like prosperity, right, or triple tech, but they can't do it if they're in the rarity collection, or rather, they wouldn't want to limit them. So 
Uh, oh, dude, the idea of not getting a list it would, it's, it would be until criminal. after the rarity collection, would that would be six plus months. Yeah. Uh, so the, I, wow. personally, I am holding out hope that we will get the list on the day this episode airs. And then we'll put it in effect before Vancouver or after Vancouver. But I think it's unlikely. I'm kind of hoping that we get a list uh anytime really just sometime before, not not the day not the day it airs but uh not the day it airs the day before it airs i hope we get a list tomorrow morning well, uh, or uh, sunny, if you're in my time zone uh, uh, this morning sunny you you are aware that today is monday right <gasps> i forgot <laughs> are you i'm used to us recording on sunday and i didn't work today uh, so it's really felt like sunday <laughs> I for gore. So, okay. Nope. Well, I thought it was Sunday until just a second. Well, I thought oh it was no. Monday until just a second ago. Now I mean, it's Tuesday because I mean, it's now my a different time zone. A diff- we're in t- different time zones. Anyway. That's true. Uh, so. <laughs> on uh, on that wow, note. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm out. Oh, so actually, one, I, other, one other thing to talk about with the uh, Agov. Just like a quick. Like sure. one off question for you. What rarity do you think uh, SP Little Knight is going to be? Ultra. I think I agree. I don't think they would put it in secret. I think they put it in ultra. Oh, no, 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 no. They would put it in secret. But the card goes with IP Mascarena. So, in that vein, wasn't IP I think that they're going to, like, no, IP was an ultra. It was an ultra? Okay. They'd probably match them up. That's what I'm thinking. But that said, who knows? So, uh, but I would definitely say, not only is it within the realm of possibility, actually, I think it's probably a little bit likelier that it's a secret rare. I think secret rare makes more sense. But I think that they're, I really think that they'll go, oh, IP was an ultra. Let's do this one an ultra. Hmm. Now, it could be along the lines of Ice Dragon's Prisons, where it's a $60 Ultra, but... Better than a $100 secret, I guess. <laughs> right. But... So, uh, let's talk about something that is both exciting and disappointing. Uh, we do have a, another, another verse. So, as they do after Worlds every year, right at the start of the YCS prize YCS season, right right at the start of the new the new Yu-Gi-Oh year, uh, we have a new YCS prize card. And this is another verse Glutonia, which is YCSW-EN014. This is level 8 Dark Fiend Normal Monster, 2500 attack and 2000 defense, which means this is definitely a super corrupted Dark Magician. <laughs> a massive malevolent monstrosity devourer of diverse dimensions who molds multiple domains where only the mightiest dare dwell. While I love the alliterations and I love the art, it's also kind of disappointing to get another vanilla. Although another another verse is very cool. And again, this is the best Yu-Gi-Oh card art we've had in maybe a decade. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think this is cool. I am. I thought another verse dragon was kind of lame. I think this one rocks. Um, it is a specifically 
they they've given it like an actual usable niche which is so we actually don't have uh, a level eight uh themed normal monster that doesn't exist sure so it's at least they're doing a normal monster at least it's something unique that we do not have access to uh abyss specifically abyss ygo on twitter uh is uh is very excited our because artist this, that does all of our art yeah uh this enables some archfiend combos apparently uh, so... I saw, <laughs> I saw her thing. asking about Jesse Cotton's prize Because <laughs> Jesse Cotton was like, spoilers, well, I guess, for the San Jose or San, Sao Paulo discussion. But it was very funny because Jesse Cotton is like on Twitter like, hey, I'm, I'm interested in moving my prize card. Yeah. And if this is like, I want it, but for Archfiend combos because I want to unironically play it. <laughs> yep. The incredible work. Um, I personally dislike when prize cards are good cards like meta defining i think we should not be having the minerva situation happen again where you have an entire sure. deck in a format that's locked behind a prize card but i mean stuff like blood mephist was like cool you could use it but it didn't really do that much i think that style is good um i've seen like suggestions of people float like or well, maybe we can get into those suggestions later but i uh i am not a fan of the prize structure just being the like the prize cards the trophy is like kind of weird with the prize card on it i don't know if that's just me i feel like the trophy's kind of whack uh i think it is you're totally right it's the coolest artwork that we've had in in probably a decade it like it is the, and the, the mat the card artwork is uh, and the play mat yeah all of it it's ridiculously nice it's beautiful so i think yeah. i think this is i think this is okay I don't think it's the best thing that could have happened, but it's. I think it's it's solid. It's an improvement. I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah, they could have just done another first dragon. Two. Two. Yeah, it, I don't know. It's weird. It's like I feel like another first dragon was kind of lame. Prize cards are supposed to be cool. Uh, like if you look at the world's prize cards, that stuff is really cool. There's no reason we can't have cool stuff like that, <laughs> art wise. And I think they knocked it out of the park there. But I don't know. Well, All I heard was, why couldn't it have been a dino card? True. Actually, an, a level 8 uh, vanilla dino actually would be fantastic. I would really like that very much. Uh, <laughs> is that not a thing that exists currently? No, it is not. We do not have a level 8. Really? Normal, no, we don't. There aren't actually that many like level 8 normal monsters uh, that are of different I guess like, I just never types. really considered it. Yeah, there is a, funny enough, there is a Cybers uh, Suppression Collider. Uh, but there's a couple types hmm. that still don't have one. Interesting. Well, uh, speaking of what people get when they win YCSs, <laughs> why don't we talk a little bit about the discourse that's been going on there? Mm. So you give me your thoughts and your opinions, and I will tell you where I'm at. What do you say? I'm I'm with you. So, and I guess uh, following that, we can tell you who uh, who did well at at Sao Paulo. Uh, but spe yeah. speaking about what they got, so. The pricing discussion has been kind of a hot button topic for the last week or so, and I mean it's kind of always been on the back burner, but especially with how uh, sets are performing lately, uh, it's kind of brought its way into the forefront. So if you look at what you get for uh, topping a YCS, uh, a room likely full of a thousand plus people, uh, on the high sure. end two thousand plus, on the low end maybe eight hundred. Uh, if you make yourself to the top 32 of that ginormous crowd, you get 
a mat. Right. And then if you make it to top 16, you get a mat and like five packs. And then if you make it to top eight, you get like a mat and like 12 packs. And then top four. So that is why I would like to say that that is wildly exaggerative, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I I don't think that's that much of an exaggeration. Like uh, it if, is. If I were to go look up YCS, uh, like why? Let me let me actually go look up the YCS Top Cut pricing. While I'll, I'll look it up while we're going through it, but like top four and above is like okay, is is pretty solid. Uh, often you get top four. Uh, sometimes it's just top three that get it, but I believe top four gets the super rare prize card, as does the second place. Uh, and then um, top four usually also gets like a Nintendo Switch. Uh, some merch like a bag uh they get like usually I think, yeah. a box worth of packs uh and then uh first place i think usually... it's more than that i think it's two boxes let me let me look it up here uh, vancouver let me actually let me look up the ycs vancouver pricing actually but yeah you're going there next week yeah, by the way if true. you're going to be at ycs vancouver be sure to go and meet up with giant skyhawk and get his autograph <laughs> please do not make me sign cards uh, but but no, I would I would definitely love to meet people, make though. him sign cards. Just I, don't interrupt him during a match. Okay, all right. Uh, there we go. Vancouver FAQ, and let's. Why is the pricing not in the FAQ? Uh, oh, maybe because they just hate us. Event schedule. Why have you? That's just the public event schedule. Konami, why I swear we we ent- we absolutely had every intention of just having this pulled up. I swear we <laughs> did. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Uh, usually it's just in the FAQ. Uh, location travel. Yeah, here it is. Oh, you found it? Yeah, I think so. Should be should be in general information. Yeah general information yeah oh it's uh no it's not in here it might be in the just the generic YCS FAQ maybe uh yeah I in fact you know what it probably is okay yeah no I found it I found it so yeah okay and this one is updated for Vancouver because it lists Glutonia so if you get 17 through 32nd, oh, okay. you get your invite and you get the top cut mat. If you get 19th to right. 9th to 16th, okay, so you get 24 booster packs. So you get a box and the mat. If you're 4th to 8th, you get a Nintendo Switch and the mat. No packs. If you get 3rd, you get the prize card, a Nintendo Switch, and the mat. If you get 2nd, you get another verse Glutonia, you get a messenger bag, you get a Switch, and then you get the mat. And if you get first, you get um, an ultra uh, rare. An ultra, so you get an ultra rare Glutonia. You get the trophy. You get the bag. You get the switch. You get an invite to, and you get VIP status at the next WCQ, and you get the mat. So VIP status for the WCQ means they pay for your hotel room essentially, and I believe you also get two buys. I believe that's how that works. I don't know if it's travel compensation. I know you get. Uh, you definitely you get, get a hotel buy. room. Is it the? Is it? Uh, is it? You travel definitely club? get a hotel room for sure. 
Oh, okay. Uh, Sorry. It says in addition, yeah, you get for first place, the winner will receive complimentary travel and accommodation to the next WCQ. So, yeah, they so first yeah. place gets travel and accommodation and they get to a two round buy. Yes. So, um Yeah, what do you okay, what do you, what do you mean, think about so that structure? So, 9th to 16th. Wait, 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 wait. 9th to 16th. You get a bot, gets box and a mat. A booster a booster box and a play mat. But 4th to 8th doesn't get the booster box? No, they get a switch. No box. <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you serious? I see, I, oh, come on. Like you, you surely you can at least give them the packs too, right? It's it's it, that's this is, crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the thing, right? And if you look the three v three YCS, um, top eight also didn't get switches. I imagine because there's more players, um, right? But like, there's a picture of Gabe Nets holding his like twelve packs of rising in a <laughs> in a bag, right? He didn't even hold up a playmat. He just held up the dune. I'm assuming he got a playmat, yeah. but we don't know. I'd probably he definitely definitely would have got the playmat. So, I so how many teams? How many teams make it to top cut? Is it eight? Uh, top sixteen. Top sixteen. Yeah. So you've got how many teams were there total? Around four hundred. Yeah. So it's like twelve hundred players. That's pretty big. Yep. I mean that's a full size three v three. So wow, yeah. So that's kind of the thing where people are at is that it's 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 inadequate, uh, especially for the amount of people that you go through for the amount of money that you spend to show up at an event. Uh, yeah, if you're trying to do well, it's like if you don't crack and like if your goal is to make your money back, it's so difficult. Like you have to spend the time to have somebody to like to sell the switch to, if you already have one, you have to like find somebody who wants to buy the prize card, which is also difficult to do. Shockingly enough, like at least at the price that you would want, no, like another verse dragon is probably the most readily available one, uh, in a long time because it sucked. Right. It was like, it was boring. Right. They didn't even do like the, I remember when another verse dragon first came out, they were like, Oh, maybe they're going to like, put the name of the event on the prize card and that would be cool and that would be a way to have like have it in the flavor text and be unique no they did for the first one the rest of them just say uh like 2022 2023 like season or whatever are you sure about that i am certain about that uh, because that is also what is on glutonia really yep it's I, no I, shot. I don't even know if the first one had had like the actual event name. I think it just said it was one at a YCS, but I don't think it was a specific one. Because like if you look at the if you look at the text on Glutonia, it just says an event. Like you can go see the one that Jesse Cotton posted. It's uh, it that's yeah. wild. And it's like that would be a way to make it unique. So, I guess I think we can. We're both kind of in agreement that the state of prizing is not in a good place for. Um, this car was awarded to the winners of the first Latin America team YCS in the 2023-2024 season. Yeah, so it just says it says the first Latin America YCS instead of like the location. This this card was awarded to the winners of the first Latin American 3v3 team YCS. Oh, do they have it? Are they having it be more specific now to the winners? I mean, that's that's what that's what Pax says. Now I haven't read Jesse Cotton's. Yeah, I would I would check Jesse's. Uh, I could be. We might have to increase the Skyhawk misinformation counter to one. No, it's another. So 
Jesse's says this car was created as a prize car for the 23-24 season. Right. That's all his says. So one but of the Ultra says, says the Ultra says this one was created as a pri- as this card was awarded to the winners of this YCS in this season. But the rest of them, the supers, are like, who cares? It's a super. Yeah, we'll just send them wherever. Interesting. That's crazy. Okay. So I think I think we're in agreement that the state of pricing is not great. Like, even like the top cut mats probably don't sell for that much, to be honest. Like, especially as more events happen. So yeah. I guess the follow-up question is, what do you think could change? What do you want to see different? Um. So like, here's my thing. While I do think that video game consoles are cool, the issue with a video game console is that while, yes, it is readily available to sell, the counterpoint is that you get to a certain point where you win so many of them. People like Pac, people like Jesse Cotton. I, I mean, literally. I, I've been at a YCS where Pack wins a switch. He literally walks up, chunk drops it on the table and goes, dude, I don't want this. It's worth 200 bucks. Do you have any idea how many of these I've won? He's like, I've got like six switches, dude. He doesn't care. Yeah. And because I... you get to a point where you just don't care. You, you can only have so many messenger bags. You can only have so many switches. And while I get that that's not a problem for the vast majority of like normal people, at the same time, the guy that travels to the YCS, when I traveled, I brought my Switch with me because I already have one, right? Yeah. Even if I go on a magical run and I make it to top yeah. four, I've already got a Switch. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, we're, the Switch has been out for five years. We've all got them. So it's weird right? to me, too. At least update the tech. Because if you're going to give away tech, give away cool tech. Give away a drone. So at the event. Right? Half the guys are content creators. They could use a drone for cool content creation shots. There were a few events in this season and, like, in 2022 where they were doing Steam decks. And I thought that was much cooler because not only is it more valuable than a Switch would be, it's, like, newer it's something more interesting. People might not have one. They might use it. But the, and then they went back to switches. I I could. That seems like a weird decision to me. Um, I don't. I would rather have a switch to the Steam Deck because I'm not going to use a Steam Deck and I can sell a switch easier. I I, I loved my Steam Deck. I sold it to pick up the PC. Uh, but uh, the point. Being yeah, I would rather just being, give away a new PC. It being a console would suck. Yeah. So uh, Master Duel, for example, for first place in the Challenger Cup series for the bigger tournaments, first place did actually get like a gaming PC. Um, so that they're clearly capable of of, of upping the ante. Uh, I think honestly, I, I think that they could get Starforge to sponsor it. Probably. Um, give away give away a couple of the Penis Rocket PCs. Yeah. Although, so my thing is, I I think. I think a fair response to this criticism is like, like you mentioned, this is only something that affects like the top, like 0.01% of players. Like, why should we care? And it's like, no, I I think prizing needs to be improved from top 32 up. I would love to see like mats and stuff extended to people like below top cut, kind of like how invites get extended below. So like a play. So I think every YCS should have a day two play mat as well as a top cut play mat. Yes. The remote dual YCS has actually had day two field centers. Uh, and I think right. having other stuff to shoot for to get to day two is is good just to like have more people feel like they got something extra. I think top 32 and up needs to be like buffed buffed a lot. Like I think uh, 
surely top 32 should at least be getting a box like come on okay so <laughs> here i'll be honest i think that the the prizing as far as sealed product should start at a box for top 32 and double every round yeah like I, th I think that would be a good way to do it or just like yeah so top 32 you get one box top 16 is two boxes top eight it's four boxes top four it's eight boxes and if you're second place it's 16 and if you're first place it's 32 which sounds like like an absurd number of pro an absurd amount of sealed product but like it's not right and then at least if you're getting sealed product you can like point to this and go yeah but if i win i get like two thousand dollars in sealed thing, product right? yeah and it's for, like cheaper for konami to to produce and, and provide it that way yeah so it seems konami like a, can print like infinite a, product and putting those like extra i don't know what 10 cases out that's not gonna destroy the market yeah. one one other suggestion that i've seen floated for improving uh event pricing is for uh prize cards to be uh alt arts of existing cards so for example, say you win a That's YCS. something that One Piece does. Yeah, and so like, say you do, you get like t even just even top thirty-two, you get top thirty-two in an event. You get like yeah. a, like an alt art. Um, what's good this season right now? You get an alt art like Unchained Soul Lord of Yama, right? Uh, that has uh, you know a card would sell for infinite money, usable and has alt art branded right? alt art branded fusion. Yes, no, like unironically, like that type of. Not only would that be like sought after by collectors, maybe people who want to like crazy max rarity out of deck. That's something that you, you could know that pack is gonna grab the high yeah. rarity card that he wants. I mean, but if they did a top thirty-two gets or a top sixteen in the in the team YCS and gets a special alt art, you know, unchained dog, you know that by the time top eight starts, he's playing the new one. Yeah. So. And the thing is, too, like, something like that means that you can give it away at, like, a top 32 slot for a few events, and it's not going to, like, saturate the market on them, right? Because there's right. they're going to be a higher demand for them. Uh, it makes it worth going to top 32. And, I love that. And it's, like, unique, uh, right? It's I, I think it's uh, I think And it's I think you change it every season to, yes. to make it a card from the newest set. Yep. Yeah, exactly or and like maybe uh, maybe for like the NAWCQ it turns into a retro card right or maybe uh, frankly what would be cool is like as first place for like a regionals you could come up with one that's like from the newest set and then maybe YCS's are retro cards right like you could do I'll do you one even better YCS's are the newest sets if you get first at a regional you can get the super rare of that card yeah but if you get, because then at like the YCS level, you can get, instead of super rare, you can get the ultra. And then if you get up to a certain point, you can get maybe a secret or maybe a starlight, right? You get yeah. up to certain higher rarities. There's, Whereas like, then in the time wizard format events at Nats, you can run a special yeah. alt art of, you know, whatever, of, rescue cat, like right? A, That's a, not a, gold uh, rare. Or a Vayu, right? Like... Uh, oh yeah or it's armor master they printed eight copies of armor master lately like just give us an armor master that's an alt art yep so all of this discussion is all well and good and there's lots of ways that can improve right and the thing is too like with the, the cards like that costs konami almost nothing aside from like developing the art and printing the cards so like, right but anyway. and that's negligible yes but anyway 
all of this conversation is well and good, but it leaves the elephant in the room to, to sit. So I'm going to bring up the elephant in the room, and that is cash pricing. So Pokemon has had this forever, uh, and their events yeah. have cash pricing for high levels of events for people extending down through top 32 and up depending on the size of the event and it's it's sizable right it's like it ranges from a couple hundred bucks to a couple thousand um sure and while i understand i think the main i think the i think whether kazuki takahashi wanted it or not is kind of irrelevant at this point uh i think i disagree i think the best argument against cash prizing is that it incentivizes people to be scummier. <laughs> and I would like to avoid that personally. But there comes a point where it's just better than anything else you could be offering, right? So it's a it's a tough line sure. to walk. I'm not sure where I am. I'll tell you where I am, and it's not going to be the popular community opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm cool with no cash prizes. Uh, interesting. Um, what's which the, what's the take? It's not something I ever would have thought I'd say, but um, One Piece also does not have cash prizes in officially sanctioned tournaments, as far as I'm aware. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, One Piece does the alternate art card yep. prize card structure. Shout out, uh, shout out. Last San, weekend, uh, Sansali, if you're listening, that's where I learned this. <laughs> Uh, I believe a prominent member of the Yu-Gi-Oh! community, like an extremely prominent player within the Yu-Gi-Oh! community, won a uh, One Piece high-level event uh, last weekend. And if I'm not mistaken, they won three Luffy cards, which are worth $6,000 a piece. Uh, and they won three chopper cards, which are like three thousand dollars a piece. Yeah, so like that's we could be doing that. It's, uh, like the, the the I think the market maybe wouldn't be as crazy because of like One Piece probably has collectors outside of the game, but like it would be well, so I mean, easy. These cards are in like a textured foil rarity that only comes in this prize card, and it's a Luffy, and it's Luffy's art as a bounty poster which you don't have on the regular cards as far as i'm aware anyway so to me it is just absolutely sick the way that one piece does it and it leaves the market so insanely high that because these are the only ways to get these cards and all it is is an alt art but if you look at the alt art of you know, let, let's just look at a Starlight card that's in mass production. Look at Opelousa. Opelousa is a $1,500 Starlight Rare, right? Mm-hmm. Or $1,000 Starlight Rare or whatever. But if you put out these super special high-end, you know, think about like an, a textured Starlight Rare, right? Like an Ultimate Rare Starlight Rare. If you put out like an Ultimate Starlight Rare, it only comes out as the prize card for the YCS. Imagine if right now, you could get Triple Tactics Thrust as an ultimate Starlight Rare, and you only get it by getting top four at a YCS or top eight at a YCS, right? But then you can get Thrust as just a regular Starlight Rare or a regular Ultimate Rare or whatever for a top 32, right? So I think that there are ways to do this, but I think creating exclusive rarities, you know, a, f- a playable full art card, 
right? You want playable full arts? Get good. Win an event. You know, yeah. I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that would be the thing to try first. I think before I yeah, agree with you that I sure. think before cash prizing, I think the One Piece model would be a thing to follow. Uh, Pokemon is is the I think I think something to consider is that uh, my biggest concern with cash prizing is the moral hazard element because the paper game uh, has a lot of problems uh, with with people like angle shooting and like manipulating judges and all sure. sorts of stuff. Pokemon has less of that issue for the video game side of things because it's way harder to cheat. Uh, like it's very, very like it's, I, I don't know how you would honestly, but uh, cash prizing, I fear would incentivize the community to be more toxic. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, I would prefer we avoid that if at all possible, but I, I, sure. I am not, I am not opposed I'm, I'm, but I do think we should try the alt art stuff first. I think that could, I think that could solve the problem on its own. I, I agree, and I hope that's the case, but we'll see, right? <laughs> uh, I think that Konami uh, will never change this, and if they do, awesome, but they won't. So we'll see. You're, you're probably not wrong about that. Uh, speaking of change, like, let's be really honest here. That's that's just is not happening. I think it could, but that's the type of thing where they've they've already planned out another verse Glutonia for the next year, right? It, sure. It, I think I think it could change, but it would take a long time. Speaking of uh, an online regional for 2023 finalist card, so you got this card for being a finalist for an online regional. It's an alt art for Charlotte Pudding, and it is a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, so like you can you can do that stuff even at the regional level, at the OTS championship level. Like I think Monkey D Luffy store championship trophy card, two hundred and eighteen dollars. Yep, and like the playmats are cool. It's hard to unload them because you have to have somebody either specifically collecting playmats, or uh, like or that it has to be like an art that somebody wants right so the championship 2023 one piece prize card borsalino 250 dollars no like alt arts seem like the way to go yeah darn maybe i should have so, one piece <laughs> i'm gonna be honest it's gonna be it's not gonna be long before i start learning one piece this uh, man, it's Sunny. it's it's Oh, uh, actually, I was going to ask you about this. Uh, just a, as a quick aside, maybe before we get into the Sao Paulo results. Um, did, have sure. you watched the live action yet? I have watched the first 15 minutes of episode one. Yeah, you just, it, I assume you just haven't had time to dive into it. I probably could have div, dive, div, div, dive, divin, Dived. dove, dove. dove. I probably could have dove into it at this point if I really wanted to. But not without truly embracing the spirit of One Piece, you know, arg, um, <laughs> because I was watching Netflix on my sister's account, and Netflix got me. They 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 caught me red-handed. Oh. So as a result, <laughs> uh, the only way for me to watch it is to not give Netflix my money, because screw Netflix. 
So you heard it here uh, first. Folks. I have to again truly embrace the spirit of the show if I really want to watch it, and I just don't know that I'm that dedicated to getting a virus on my computer. So right, Yarhar Fever Me D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. the only morally object, uh, more objectively morally correct law to break. Anyway, yeah. while. Uh... While Plunder Patrol did not top YCS Sao Paulo, there is a variety of decks that did. Uh, so if we... Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> so, okay, how about, how, about we do this? how about we do this? I actually want to do something fun with this. What we'll do is you'll take and you will... You will pick any deck from this top eight breakdown that you want to talk about. And we'll talk about it. But then after that, I get to pick any deck that I want to pick and I get to talk about it. Mm. Okay, well, let's. Uh, I'll let you go first. Yeah, let's start off with the elephant in the room, uh, and by that I mean the large dog. Uh, so the deck that took well, the most uh, top cut representation in in top eight, which is uh, notably, I believe, uh, the eight teams of three would be twenty four decks total. Correct. Um, so eight of the top twenty four, so a third of top cut, was unchained. Uh, and sure. Un Unchained had been performing well at regionals. Uh, people probably had it at slot three or four. But to see more top cut representation than Kashtira and to win the event uh, with uh, with Pack piloting it uh, shows that it's a, a like top probably a top three deck right now. It's it contends well. It plays sure. really well under Droll and Shifter, uh, which sees a lot of play in Cash and Droll is in a lot of other decks. Uh, it has incredible follow-up. It's very sticky, and a lot of removal that people are packing isn't good into it. Uh, the books, like, out Caesar, I guess. <laughs> they don't really do anything else. Uh, people aren't playing Nibiru. Um, they're not playing stuff like Evenly Matched. Um, people are on Cosmic Cyclone, but Cosmic Cyclone is really only, like, amazing going first. Uh, it's very sticky. It can put out damage now. Uh, it's a good deck, and I think we gotta be, like... I think people like I remember early Joshua Schmidt was like I'm not really sure let's test it out let's see I think it's pretty solidly tier one yeah for sure um so I guess the next thing to acknowledge is Kashira represents three of the top 24 duelists or one eighth of the field and while I think that a lot of people could look at this result for Kashira and say, hey, you know, this deck maybe is losing its touch. Maybe this deck's not as good. I don't think that's true. I think people are main decking for it because it is still the best deck. And as a result, people still expect it. People still plan for it. People are main decking for it. They are basically pre-sided for the... The, it, the thing is, there's another factor at play as to why Caster is not very well represented. Uh, everybody's sick and tired of playing it. <laughs> In addition to that, nobody knew if we were going to have a ban list before this event. So what terrifies me is that Konami will see the results of this and go, oh, Kashira isn't barely even represented. It's not even that great. It's fine. It's been power crept. Let's move on and not worry about hitting it on the ban list. That would be a tragic, 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 tragic strategic failure. I actually, I don't, I don't mind uh, tragic. I think we need a new word for how much of a tragedy that would be. I like that. <laughs> it would be a strategic tragedy it's tragic because while it would be intentional by konami it would be tragic because 
if they don't hit cash, it still has the potential to come in next weekend to YCS Vancouver and represent about 60% of top cut if it wanted to. Because while, yes, you can game plan for the deck, it is still the best deck. And I don't, and while Unchained might look like the best deck by the representation numbers here, I truly believe people just did not know if we were getting a ban list in time. And I also think that potentially Unchained gets held up a little bit, maybe, in the 3v3 format. This is... Uh... And maybe even, you know, you end up in a situation where people don't know the Unchained stuff as well as Kashira. So people know Kashira, they know how to play against it. People don't know Unchained, they don't know how to play against it, you know? Yeah. I think it also says something that Kashira is still tied for the second most represented deck when everybody and their mother is main decking Book of Moon. Uh, yeah, and they also all stop playing the deck, and it's still the, the second highest. Yeah, and you can look at regional results. Kestir is still the Kestir is still the most topping deck of regionals, so it's sure. uh, it's there. So uh, next up, we've got uh, Pearly. Uh, this isn't much of a surprise. I think people also had this probably in the top three, four decks. Um, it uh, it has it has flaws, but Noir is uh, an absolute house. Uh, and and again, the fact that it's yep. performing this well, even though like almost everybody is main decking Book of Moon, uh, which is like almost a hard counter to the strategy, <laughs> is, yeah. is is a testament to how strong it is. Uh, and uh, it's very sticky. It's another deck that's very sticky, very hard to interact with. Um, the field spell specifically uh, creates all sorts of problems for decks trying to get rid of it. And. Uh, uh, it's it's good. I think I don't think it's as good as the decks that are up up, up above it, which is why it's, it's floundering here. But it is also a deck that is hard, so you need to have a pilot that has a lot of skill expression. And it did win part of the YCS. I believe it was uh, Kamal Crooks who was playing Pearly. I may be wrong about that. I'm not sure. All I know is what Pack was playing. I don't know what uh, Kamal or Ruben, I think, was I, their teammate's name. I'm pretty sure someone on their team was playing Pearly. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so the next deck to talk about here is Chimera Branded. So Pearly had three decks in top cut, just the same as Kashira. Chimera Branded had two decks in top cut, making it tied a three-way tie for third most represented. Um, Chimera Branded is a really interesting deck because I think the first thought of the deck was Chimera Tri-Brigade. And while Tri-Brigade is good, having access to Branded Fusion is unfortunately just better. So <laughs> I think that... And also, obviously, having Branded Fusion to get into your Fusion plays early. And also, I mean, you're already making Guardian Chimera, you know? Uh, I think that the Chimera Branded deck uh, represents a very... I'm not going to say underwhelming board, but it is very sneaky in the same way that Unchained is and that you you might look at it and go, well, that's not a combo end board. That's not a super, you know, unbreakable board. But as you play into the interaction and the interaction rolls into more layers of interaction, you realize that the deck really has a lot more legs than most people might realize. So, so much so that last week when we had the world champion Polyon, he listed Chimera as one of his top two or three decks in the format right now. So I think that this is going to be another one of those decks, though, that as we see, if we see Kashira get hit, 
uh, I think the representation on Chimera goes up quite a bit. Uh, it's very interesting to see that when these cards first got announced, um, a lot of people did not like them. A lot of people felt like the cards were not very strong and that they were going to be a flop for the new typing. And it turned out to be quite the opposite. It's interesting to see the new illusionist typing come in and the new archetype that everybody ridiculed come in and be very competitive very early. But that said, this is going to be a deck. The Chimera deck will need a supplementary engine like Branded or Tri Brigade to really hold up because it's not going to do it on its own. However, I think this deck does get stronger post-Age of Overlord where you can dump... Uh, kit to the graveyard and i think maybe then the tri the tri brigade version is maybe a little stronger uh, we'll have to see how that goes and we'll have to see if branded fusion gets hit on the ban list therefore making the branded version not as good so we'll definitely have to see there's a couple of different ways that the chimera deck could go moving forward uh it'll depend on ban list and set release yeah i uh there's like there are weaknesses it's really really it's i think it's really strong but there are clear weaknesses um ash or Imperm sure. on the level five uh uh beast guy is is really really hard hit to the engine you lose your chimera fusion ad and an extra ad you're talking about uh um, and then well and then also um hitting the illusion swordman or yeah, whatever mirror, his name is, mirror is also knight. mirror yeah mirror sword knight yeah, yeah hitting that if is they, brutal if they don't have the branded fusion yeah um it's uh it's very consistent uh but it's it's very like it, it I, I, you said underwhelming earlier i think it is underwhelming still it's it's definitely sneaky like unchained is because it's like oh the card is gone from your hand yeah. oh and there's a mirror sword knight in the graveyard you have to worry about oh and we also have like guardian chimera coming in and uh maybe there's like a rindbrum rindbrum is like a sneakily powerful end board piece that card is very yeah difficult but that's what i said yeah. that's what i said though the end board might look a little bit like oh that's not a very strong end board but the more you try to play into it the stickier it gets yep so next up for i think we'll do two at the same time here just to cover uh just for brevity's sake uh no we'll just do the sure one. uh so labyrinth has two reps here uh i think people still have labyrinth as a top five deck mainly i think people are not prepared for it in the sideboard uh, i think people are more concerned with the other decks and labyrinth likes to sneak in and uh, and and jump around a little bit uh, I mean, it's clearly capable. Ryan, you won a very large regional with it early in the format. Um, and I think people play kind of strangely into the interaction. I think it doesn't have a great Unchained matchup, which could make it worse as the format goes on. Unchained has a lot of removal for it. Uh, and also, uh, the common win cons don't work very well against Unchained. Uh, if you debarrier them, they just play with their Link monsters. Uh, and they don't really care that much about the Xyz side of things. Uh, and they also have in-engine removal for spell traps in the form of Escape uh, and Shiyama. Uh, so I think Labyrinth will start to fall off if Unchained starts to gain more popularity. But it's definitely still a contender. Yeah, and the next deck to talk about here is going to be the Dragon deck. Also with a couple of people in Top Cut. Personally, I think that uh, some of this is follow through hype from the world championship yeah. while i do think that the dragon deck is very good certainly i think that the bestials have really breathed a new a breath of new life into the deck and i, I think as more people see that the deck still has legs it'll see more play but the issue is 
right now i don't know if it's the best option into the format it has a pretty decent unchained matchup i would imagine nope right because i think most of the un- <laughs> i'm sorry no it, that, no i was gonna bring that up so it, i don't think i think dragon link is a good deck that has bad matchups uh i don't think you should be playing it right so now. i know it has a bad cash matchup and a bad pearly matchup it is and probably a bad chimera matchup but and so a middling labyrinth matchup but unchained specifically i believe they're all dark right because they're all fiend nope uh okay never mind it's got a terrible unchained uh, matchup rakea and aruha are fire and water respectively as are shavara and shiyama uh the link monsters are darks uh so you can sometimes catch them on abyssal on abyssal on yama is strong but is absolutely not the end of the world um and uh the only monster that really gets hit is the sarama and it's very rare that Abyssal on Sarama ends the turn. Uh, it's like okay. there are some very specific lines where it happens. Uh, so I, I, so I don't like Dragon Link into Unchained. I don't think it's actually a very good matchup for Dragon Link at all. Uh, they can mm-hmm. clear the field spells very easily, uh, and a lot of the Dragon Link cards, uh, Caesar the Xyz monster, owns them. Because a lot of Dragon Link's spell cards are like effects that summon, right? That's Boot Sector Launch from the hand. That's Quick Launch. Um, and like, Even the sure. monster effects, uh, like the Bistials, for example, uh, you can engineer your combo in such a way where you make the rank six to negate the Bistials before there's ever a dark in the graveyard, uh, if you so want sure. to. So I, I don't think Dragon... It's got a bad cash matchup. It doesn't really do anything to Pearly. It's okay against Chimera Branded, and sometimes it can matter against Labyrinth. But... It's like it has overall bad matchups. Yeah. Anyway, overall bad matchups. Uh, yeah. So I guess strong deck, bad matchups. Got yeah. it. We can Do you go... worry about this deck if we get a ban list. Yes. I mean, because it, it depends on what gets hit, right? Because <laughs> Dragon sure. Link's strength into a format is always going to be its matchups. I think it's it's capable of doing the combo output. It's capable of playing non-engine. It's capable of putting out damage. It just matters right now how it matters is, like, the bestials, right? Like, how good are the bestials right. into a format? Because being able to use those as hand traps on top of engine pieces is what really pushes the deck over the edge. Um, right. And we also don't know if there are bestials getting hit, so... Uh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we'll go through the last four, because these are just kind of like the, the rogue decks here. So we've got Runic for higher sprite, and then we have sprite, which I assume is either pure or melty. Uh, we have one Monadium and then one Vanquished Soul. Um, Sprite has fallen off almost completely. Uh, it is. It is. There will always be a single Vanquished Soul. Yes, that the the prophecy holds true. Somebody playing Vanquished Soul will make top cut at every event. Uh, only one yep. of them, just one. But somebody's going to do it. Never one. Never more. It's a, it's whoever draws the most copies of there can be only one over the course of an event. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, something to talk about is Monadium. Uh, so this deck right now, I would say, is not very good. Uh, the non-engine people are playing owns it, uh, and I think it struggles a lot going second. However, um, this is a deck that post ban list could get very good, uh, if because there are unlikely to be any Monadium hits on a ban list that happens. They're getting a new card in Age of Overlord that enables a lot of combos in the level six synchro. Uh, I would so I think. I would not be playing Monadium, but I would be keeping an eye on what it is doing post-Age of Overlord. All right. Yeah. So, how do you feel going into this weekend? We only got a couple minutes left here. I want to get your thoughts 
on how you think what do you think going into this weekend what do you think wins the event besides fluffle and <laughs> after i get your so basically what do you think is going to get second place and after that we'll go ahead and thank the patrons what do you think uh that sounds good to me and uh i i will i will certainly do my best uh, I think I've got something pretty cool cooked up, but if not, I'll uh, if I if I if I drop a bunch of rounds early, I'll go uh, I'll go try to win a giant card. Uh, my uh, and and failing that, I'm gonna get to talk to a lot of cool people, so it'll be a fun weekend. Uh, although Love I that. I my goal, so my twin brother actually is uh, is bringing Nouvelles. Uh, he is he's bringing the burger deck. Uh, he has built a 60 card. That man is cooking. He is literally cooking. He has built a 60-card Libromancer Nouvelles pile, and it is is beautiful. It is beautiful. Uh, Is it good? (laughs) So... It's beautiful. It loses to to a lot of auto wins, but it actually does have a lot of good matchups. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with the Nouvelles, if if you have effects that target... It is very difficult to beat them. Uh, it has a really good, it has a pretty solid cash matchup because if you can stick one of the ritual guys, you win. The, it, the ritual guys <laughs> out a rice heart on their own because a rice heart targets them. Uh, and then you just go ritual guy, tribute a rice heart. Uh, against Unchained, almost all of their interaction targets, so Unchained literally cannot beat this deck. Uh, if you if you That's have a way fine. to out if you have a way to out the uh, the rank six Xyz in the Caesar, so if you see if you see an out to the Xyz, they just the unchained just loses on the spot, um, and uh, the branded uh, not the branded Chimera deck uh, rescue ace also instantly loses to this deck because all of their interaction targets. <laughs> now, if any of these decks open dimensional barrier or troll. It just dies on the spot. <laughs> but uh, he, he has said to me that his goal is to ruin somebody's tournament run by cheesing them. <laughs> he's like, oh, gonna happen. he's like, he's like, I'm not making day two, but there's a cash player who's just going to go home because I whooped them with uh, a hungry burger. Uh, there's but... also going to be a guy there that's going to ruin somebody's day when he plays Megalith FTK. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's the thing about this format, right? So somebody this weekend in the UK... Topped a, got third place at a regional with Galaxy Photon. Right now, it is hard to say what to expect in Top Cut. Um, there's a lot of variety in what's viable, partially because Kashtira has fallen out of the format a little bit, and that opens up a lot of breathing room. When you're only expecting to play against two or three Kashtira across a long tournament run, it changes the math on what you decide you want to try playing, because you know you're going to have your graveyard more games, and you can game plan for it less. Um, that means all sorts of decks can top regionals or YCSs. So, um, I think we're going to see some number of Unchained. Uh, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think Unchained has a good chance to win the event. Uh, I think people are still unprepared for it in the side, and there aren't a lot of cards you can use to prepare for it. Yeah, but surely they'll, they'll, like, rebound after this weekend, right? I think I, it's hard. You are do people really want to buy cash to try to win the YCS? I'm not sure they do. Uh, I, I mean, I, no. But what I'm saying is, surely they'll be sided for it. Be a target after I, this weekend. So I don't think there's a lot of cards that I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this with a friend of mine as we were thinking about side. There's not a lot of cards to side for the matchup, Nibiru. But a lot of their rather consistent three cards tell Nibiru to screw off um 
like the cosmic cyclone is good, but people are already playing that card and Unchained is still winning. Uh, I think we could see more stuff like Ash main deck. Uh, I think we could see people actually start to like move Droll to the side and play interactions like Imperm. Sure. Uh, Imperm Yama is fine. Uh, some occasionally Imperm Yama wins the game, but again, people are already playing that card and it's still doing well. Uh, evenly right. matched doesn't matter because you just go escape, destroy your own rage and another card you control, and then you bring back the Yama, so you have to open two evenly in order for it to matter, or like evenly Dark Ruler. Uh, Dark Ruler doesn't do anything, again, because of this escape Yama interaction. So right. traditional board breakers don't do anything. Uh, a lot of hand traps are kind of meh. So I I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think the one meta development that will happen uh, is that I expect... Uh, I expect Branded Chimera to fall off uh, for this event specifically. Really? I don't think there are going to be a lot of people playing it. Uh, and I and I would expect to see... Uh, I might expect to see a little bit more lab. Uh, because I think... Uh, I think over the course of a long event, if you are good with that deck, you have a good chance to top. But I think, I think Unchained is the deck that's going to take it home. Personally, I think that it will be uh, Labyrinth... Or, uh unchained fluffle that brings it home <laughs> but until then until this happens uh we have no idea so good luck this weekend at the ycs uh, skyhawk i want you to have that with you that's always going to be a wonderful thing that you have at your disposal is my luck uh sure. until this until uh next time because uh, i don't know if you'll be here for the next episode but we're going to try uh, let's go ahead and thank all of our wonderful patrons. So, a huge thank you to Bring Red Reboot Back to Three, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Ashy Elbows, and Joyous Springs, Big Stinky, Blue Eyes as Best, Copium, Ding Dong Toastus of the Yang Zing, Free My Homie Gazelle, He Said He's Sorry, <laughs> Gold Secrets Coming Back When, Konami, HGH Diver, I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job, Is Canada, Nickelback, John Leal, Level 4, Fire Warrior Gaming, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Pistol Place, Pendulums, Silver Hope, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Virtually Savior's World, as anyone read Toy Vendor, it's kind of like reading Miss Cars. Aaron Gardner, Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atsuyo, Simp of the Silver Castle, Blackwing, Silver in the Ascendant is the best floodgate, box wine. Come on and get your game on. Duty, booty, drag, maidenless behavior. I'm about to wreak a glimmer tube across these plant nuts in your mouth. Cam, the anti-magical hats guy, Maxi, Pack, Neshi, Old Man Red, and Pinko143 and slaking it up. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. Of course, check out all of our affiliate links and our Patreon in the description down below. And until next time, have a great week, everyone. Uh, I don't have a card pun for this episode, uh, but in Unchained Soul of Sharvara, we trust. I'm going to destroy Toy Vendor, and we'll see how it goes. There you go. Have a great one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.